Side Hustle Show 223, how to turn your hobby into an online business. If you want to start an online business, you're going to need a website. Visit SideHustleWebsite.com for my free step-by-step video course on how to get up and running quickly and for less than you might think. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Awesome show for you today. I'm joined by Jacques Hopkins, a former engineer and a self-described music nerd who took his hobby for playing the piano and turned it into an online business at pianoin21days.com. A couple years later, he made the leap. He quit his job to focus on the business full-time. Awesome stuff. Stick around to hear how Jacques came up with the idea, how he drives traffic and customers even without a blog, how he created and priced his products, and the three things that really made his business take off. Notes, links, and a free PDF download with all of Jacques' top tips, resources, and recommendations from this episode are at SideHustleNation.com slash Jacques. That's J-A-C-Q-U-E-S, Jacques. Before we dive in, let me take a moment to thank today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. If you're trying to turn your side hustle into a full-time gig, FreshBooks wants to save you time dealing with your paperwork. You know, the accounting stuff, the invoicing, the expense tracking, so you can spend more time making your hustle happen. For your free 30-day trial, go to freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the side hustle show in the how did you hear about us section. I'll be back to tell you a little bit more about FreshBooks, plus my top takeaways from this chat with Jacques after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. So the entrepreneurial bug hit me when I first read 4-Hour Workweek. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I was a senior in college at the time. Reading that book, I was about to go into the workforce And thinking, man, doing something like this would be really cool. And it didn't necessarily have to be like a full-time gig for me. Just having something on the side that could make money, I just always thought that was a cool thing since reading that book. Yeah, totally. So was that in 2007 when it came out or was that a little bit later? Yeah, 2007. It was my senior year of college, uh, about to graduate in electrical engineering. Okay. Did you start something right away or because it sounded like it was a little while before Piano in 21 Days came about. There's been a lot of failures. <laughs> I've tried many different things and everything I tried, nothing took off at all until I did Piano in 21 Days. But I learned something from each of the things that I tried. Just to give you a few examples, I feel like I was on the front end of the whole standing desk thing. I tried that many years ago. I've been doing it ever since. But I tried to invent something to take an existing desk and raise it up and turn it into a standing desk. So you didn't have to go out and make or buy your own. And so I had, it was called desk docker. I had the domain and everything, but I very quickly found out that I didn't want to be in the physical product business. It was just way too complicated. And you know, the biggest thing I learned from that was let me try to figure out something that's purely digital. I've tried blogs. I've tried podcasting. Just none of that was for me until I created my piano business. Awesome. I'm a standing desk or treadmill desk advocate myself. So that's kind of fun. But let's get back to the piano thing. How did that thing get started? Well, so I started playing piano when I was five years old. My parents put me in lessons just because, you know, they put me and my two older sisters in lessons at the same time. And they both fizzled out like most people do very quickly. But I was kind of the good kid. So I didn't want to let my parents down. So I stuck with it for a long time. Uh, About 12 years, I stuck with piano lessons. And the big thing, and, I, and I, I use this a lot in a lot of my marketing messaging, is I took 12 years of traditional piano lessons. At the end of those 12 years, I literally could only play two songs on the piano. And like the moment I realized that, obviously it made me want to quit. 
it made me want to quit the piano lessons, but not necessarily piano. It made me want to try to kind of reverse engineer it and see if there was a different way to learn how to play piano. Okay. And so over the course of a couple of years after that, I kind of did that. And I really started enjoying playing the piano for the first time. So this is like end of high school, beginning of college. And I was playing songs that I liked. It wasn't the old classical stuff. And that was really one of the biggest things was nobody cared. None of my friends cared that I played piano. They never wanted to hear me play piano because they don't care about Bach and Mozart. But if I was playing <laughs> modern stuff at the time, maybe they thought they might think that was a little cooler. Yeah, well, it's super cool. And this is the tagline on piano in 21 days.com. I help regular people learn to play modern songs on the piano in as little time as possible. And I just love this tagline because there are, I'm sure, dozens of other resources on how to learn piano, but probably, like you said, focused on this 12 year, you know, learning cycle. And this is a tagline that, I mean, I could rip it off. Anybody could rip it off. I help regular people learn to earn money outside of their day job in as little time as possible. Like it's such a cool tagline. It's very clear about what you do. So I understand you started putting some of these modern songs, you know, filming yourself and putting these songs up on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. So I started playing for myself, really enjoying it. I was learning all kinds of songs this, this way. And I don't know what sparked me to do it, but I put a video on YouTube. This was, I was in college at the time. It was around 2006. YouTube was not what it is today, but I put a video and the song was Lips of an Angel by Hinder. And it was a really popular song at the time, but it's, there's no piano in that song. It's a guitar song. It's kind of a rock pop type song. Yeah. And so I put my version of that song on piano on YouTube. And for the time, it really exploded. And it was just me sitting at my keyboard playing the song. But it was it was kind of a different version than anybody had heard. So I got and th this this will show you how. I didn't have that entrepreneurial spirit then because I got tons of comments from people like, oh my gosh, how, show me how to play this song like this. Like, can you give me the sheet music? And I would reply to all of these comments and just say, it's just my own way of playing. You know, I don't have sheet music or anything like that. It never occurred to me at the time that, hey, this is something that people want. Sell them something. That's actually really funny. Ultimately, it sounds like that did hit you over the head, but how, how, how many years went by in between. Yeah, a lot, lot of years. So a lot of failed ventures that I mentioned already over the next few years. And the latest failed venture was I had this idea for a website. It was onechangeamonth.com. And I wanted to try a new habit or a new thing okay, or change something in my life over the course of a month and just kind of write about it or you know video about it or something like that. And so I started that website. I was excited about it. But and this was early 2013, what I found was I would procrastinate working on that. And what I was doing instead of working on that when I got home from work was I was playing piano. <laughs> okay. And so instead of doing what I felt like I should be doing, I was at my piano. And so that eventually I just realized, hey, maybe this is the entrepreneurial thing I should be doing. Obviously, I like it. So I decided to try to tie the two together. And I was like, okay, my change for this month will be, or my thing for this month will be, I'm going to create a piano course. And well, it didn't exactly take a month. It took more like eight months. Oh, really? Okay. I scrapped the onechangeamonth.com idea. And just once, once I got the ball rolling, I just, you know, that was my complete focus was piano in 21 days at that point. And the other thing that really validated my idea was the very next day after I had it, 
I was listening to Pat Flynn's podcast, Smart Passive Income, mm-hmm. and he had a, a guest on, Steve Nixon, who created an online piano course. And it just really validated my idea. I was like, holy, holy cow, this is possible, you know? And since then, I've, I've talked to Steve several times and he's given me some good advice. But that was a really cool like timing thing and validation of the idea I had. You didn't listen to that episode and be like, well, crap, somebody already has done this? Fortunately, I may have thought that if he didn't teach a completely different style of piano. Steve is all about jazz piano, whereas I'm more like pop. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, you know, people always tell you if somebody already has something out there, don't take that as a sign you shouldn't make it. Take that as a sign that you should because that means that people are interested in that thing. And that gives you the opportunity to do it as well. There's a market out there for it and you can put your own unique spin on it. Now, a lot of people I talk to kind of go down the path of audience first, product second, but it's sounding like, hey, I I spent eight months building this product. Was there an audience at that point or was this kind of like, I'm just going to build this speculatively? Don't think that I knew what I was doing by, (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I mean, I hear that all the time, but that certainly wasn't my approach. I had an idea and I I wanted to run with it. Obviously it's worked out in the long run, but that was not the approach I took. So what kind of steps did you take while you're building this? Okay. I have an idea on a different way to teach piano. And part of that was based on some YouTube comments from like years and years ago, which validated it in a way, but no idea if anybody was going to be willing to pay money for it. What happened next? Well, I figured I needed a name and I wanted to really nail down what was going to make me different in terms of a marketing message. And I kept coming back to the fact that I was going to teach people to play piano faster than, than just about any other way out there. So I wanted to have like a, a number in my brand name. And because at the time I was doing this one change a month thing, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be piano in 30 days.com. And so I started designing it. I tried to fill 30 days worth of lessons And, you know, my approach to piano really isn't that complicated. And I just couldn't fill 30 days worth of lessons. So it got down to around the 21 lesson uh, area. And, you know, I was thinking, well, that's that could work out really well, because I don't know if it's completely validated or not. But I read about how it takes 21 days to form a habit. So I figured I could tie that in as, as well and make that 21 number make a lot of sense. Okay. And that's how we we landed on piano in 21 days.com. Yes. So one thing that's interesting about this site is there's no blog, at least none that I can find. So that's kind of one of the traditional content marketing channels. So again, spending all this time building, building the course, you got this website up, what's going on, you know, you're spending all your time just working on the course or the ebook at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that I don't have a blog isn't necessarily a good thing. And we can get into that. But, you know, the, the next step was, okay, lead magnet. I knew about lead magnets. I knew about email lists. I knew how important those were. So I settled on my name, Piano, in 21 days. I, need, I designed my course for 21 lessons or modules, days worth of content. And then I just started writing an ebook, filling in the content. And once I got to a good point in the course where I felt like, okay, this is a, this is a point where people will feel good about having this as kind of a freebie. It ended up being after the first eight days of content. So for the past several years, the lead magnet on my website would be the first eight days of my ebook uh, for free. You give me your email address, you get this ebook. Since then, I've recently you know, rearranged some lessons and things to try to not give away quite, quite so much for free. And now it's, if you look at my website now, it's the first five days for free. 
Okay. So I wrote that, put that out there, started collecting email addresses. The next step was to finish that ebook. I launched that ebook to my list back in 2013. And then after that, I recorded my video course and launched that to my email list. So where was the email list coming from? How is this site generating traffic? YouTube, 100% YouTube, not a blog, not SEO, YouTube. So I put some songs on YouTube. That didn't really generate a whole lot of traffic. I made a video called Learn Piano Fast. I show you the secret to learning piano. And what that ended up doing was ranking for YouTube SEO when people would type in Learn Piano Fast. And I think even today, whether you type that search term into YouTube or Google, that video will still come up number one on both. Now, it's still one of the first videos I've done. So the quality, I'm, I kind of cringe when I see that video today. It was raining outside. The audio is terrible. <laughs> My keyboard's like crooked. But it's, you know, it's got over 100,000 views today. Wow. And so for, for the first couple of years, almost all of my traffic came from that one video. Just one video? Yeah, just one video. And because I gave people some really quick wins in that video, I showed them a trick. The biggest thing that people hook onto in my teaching right at the beginning is I teach a really simple formula for learning chords on the piano. So for example, major chords, the formula is 4-3. You just count up. If you want to play a C major chord, you start at a C, count up the next four keys, count up the next three. You have a major, any major chord is formed like that. And people, especially that have taken traditional piano lessons like I did, are like, holy crap, how, you know, how did nobody ever tell me how simple that was? <laughs> so then they watch that video. At the end, I've got a call to action. Hey, if you want to learn more, go to my website, click this link, you can grab this ebook. And so that's how I got the email addresses. Okay. So there's a lot of yeah a lot of moving parts so kind of had to create the website and the lead magnet first and then kind of created the video as a potential means of exposure did you do anything outside of i mean it's titled well learn piano fast and other than that anything else do you think that made it take off the way it did on youtube well take off that's uh, it depends on how you define that I don't know, 100,000 views is more than anything that I've ever recorded, so. <laughs> well, that's that's over the course of the last several years. And you know, since then, about a year and a half ago, I put my most successful video on YouTube, and that one has just shy of a million views now. And that that's a big source, much bigger source of traffic now than the Learn Piano Fast one is. Oh, wow, interesting. So what's that video about? That video is called How to Learn Any Pop Song on the Piano in Five Minutes. Wow, that's a pretty compelling. <laughs> now I got to go check it out. Even though I don't even have a piano, but I want to go check that out. And I think in parentheses, it says, even if you've never touched a piano before. So maybe that's perfect for you. Okay. Geez. I think I read one of the comments on one of these videos. Somebody was like, I don't even have a piano. And like, here I am eight minutes deep into these videos. <laughs> so. Hey, entrepreneurs, we know that anyone with a side hustle loves finding new ways to save. So if your business takes you on the road, sign up for a free membership with Hertz Business Rewards. Work trips, client meetings, industry conferences, with Hertz Business Rewards, you'll save at least 20% every time you rent a car. And you'll save on more than just the daily rate. Members earn credits redeemable towards free rental days. It's also free to add an additional driver if any additional coworkers come along. And for those Gen Z entrepreneurs out there, no young renter fees. Plus, sign up for Hertz Business Rewards today and earn three times credits during your first 90 days. So whether you're traveling for a side hustle or a main hustle, join for free at Hertz.com slash business rewards. 
Applies to base rate, taxes, fees, and options excluded. Additional terms and exclusions apply. Visit Hertz.com slash business rewards to learn more. Okay. And then, so tell me about the calls to action and kind of like the description text on YouTube. This is kind of a an area of mystery for me on how do you embed those links? And, you know, the description is easy. You can just put the links in there as long as they're on a separate line, I guess is my understanding. But the annotated links or whatever, you know, that you can have like as a button in your video. How are you creating those? Yeah, perfect. So the way I do that is I have the main content for my video. And then at the end, I say, I'm looking right into the camera, trying to be as friendly as possible. And I'm, I just say, hey, if you if you enjoyed this video and you want to learn more, head over to my website. I've got a free ebook waiting for you. Just click the image of the ebook to my right or click the link in the description below. And then I, in the video editing, I make sure that I put the image of the ebook to my right in the video, and then I upload that to YouTube. And you can use the YouTube annotations to put a put a spotlight over the ebook to where they can just click right on it on the video. And then you put the link in the description below the video as well, because on mobile they may have changed this. I'm not sure, but for the longest time, if you were looking on your cell phone, you couldn't click the annotation links. I think that was just recently updated, but yeah, that was a, an issue for a long time. Right. Okay. And then what software are you using to add an image to the video? I used uh, Camtasia. I'm on a PC, so I used Camtasia for several years. I recently upgraded to Adobe Premiere Pro just because I do a lot of videos and video editing in my business and wanted to be able to do as much as possible. But Camtasia is great as well. Okay. And adds a little more functionality. I've been using just Windows Live Movie Maker, and I don't think I can do like a cool image over my shoulder kind of thing. I think I can add an image, but it's going to take up the whole screen. And so I'm going to have to finally plunk down and get one of these <laughs> more premium softwares if I want to be able to do that. Okay. So tell me what happens next. Somebody sees one of your videos, they take your call to action, they come and get your free ebook. What happens next? What's the email follow-up sequence look like after that? Yeah, so that, that's where the real fun begins. I've got a pretty elaborate email marketing funnel that has been severely tweaked over the years, and I'm very happy with where it is now. But I just I want to take my potential student on a ride. And so basically, I email them the ebook, but I also throw in pieces of my story in the emails. And one of the biggest message I try to convey in nearly every email I send is that I'm a real person. Because I find that people think that these are just automated emails, which they are, but they think that if they reply to it, nobody's actually going to get it on the other end. And, you know, this is what I do for my full-time job. I'm sitting here and I, you know, I spend a lot of my day replying to people, whether it's my members or people that are thinking about signing up. Yeah. And I just want them to, to know that it's not some massive marketing company out there or anything <laughs> like that, that it's just me over here. I'm a real person just like they are. And if they want to chat, I'm here. So you'll see that in a lot of my emails. But in terms of the step-by-steps, basically, I'll walk them through a Jeff Walker-style three, four-part video series, pre-launch videos, where problem agitate solve, problem agitate solve. So in each video, kind of talk about a problem with piano and how to overcome it easiest way possible. I'm all about quick and easy. And then by the end of the third video, hopefully they're ready to sign up for my program. They get an invitation to do that, to enroll. And one big thing I do differently than a lot of people is when it's time to enroll, they get an email not to go to a webpage to sign up. They get an email to go to a webpage to book a call with me. And then I end up doing most of my 
sales to the full program on the phone. Interesting. What's the price point of it? I have three different packages. So bottom level is ebook, middle level is video course, upper level is video course, plus a guitar course, singing course, some extra stuff. So we were looking at $47,297 and $497. Okay. Is the main one you want to sell is the $297 course plus ebook? Exactly. Yeah. I usually try to steer people in that direction of the middle one. That seems like almost kind of a low price point to be taking phone calls with everybody. Have you found, I mean, I imagine your, your engineering background and all the testing and tweaking that you've done over the years, like you probably tested this both ways, but I, that's, that's kind of surprising to me that it's like, Hey, don't click here to buy, click here to book a call. So what happens on those phone calls? Well, the success rate of the phone call versus just sending them to a web page is probably double. Wow. Wow. <laughs> just want to pause on that and say, that's incredible, but go ahead. People really like the personal touch and it adds to the whole I'm real thing. They're like, this guy's out there and I actually get to talk to him before I sign up. I think people really appreciate that. So the the success rate, the close rate on these calls is probably like 75% because these people are so sold going into the call and then they actually get to talk to me. I get to answer their questions. And so, you know, if I get three or four calls booked on a day and two or three of those people sign up, it's a successful day. Absolutely. Is that typical call volume, typical sales volume for you these days? Yeah, that's pretty average. And this is what I do now. So I have calls every day and I really enjoy it. I'm talking to people from all over the world interested in signing up for my program. Um, to be honest with you, I think there's more people in the United Kingdom that sign up than the United States. So the other reason I do the calls is just pure enjoyment. Interesting. Well, there's, there's so much more cultured than us. <laughs> okay, fair enough. What's the email service that you're using to send out these video series? Active Campaign. I love it. Active Campaign is amazing. Okay. And then something like Calendly for booking the calls? Schedule Once. Okay. Okay. I'm on Schedule Once as well. And the, is the course always open or is it kind of like an open and shut? I, that's my understanding of the Jeff Walker style launch is like, okay, you know, you have this two week launch period and then it's, then you can't get it for another three months or whatever. Yeah. You know, the, the whole scarcity thing, it, it truly works. That was the first thing that I implemented. There was three big things I implemented that really moved the needle in my business. And that was the first thing a, a year or two ago was implementing scarcity. I used to, used to be able to go to my website and actually buy my course anytime you wanted. But I took that down. You got to give me your email address to get anything. And then you can only buy the course through one of my email marketing campaigns. So I do the Jeff Walker style approach in that sense. Hey guys, just need to jump in here real quick. You've heard Jacques reference this guy, Jeff Walker, a couple times now. If you haven't heard of him before, he uh, he wrote the book on launching online products and courses. The book is called Launch, an internet millionaire's secret formula to sell almost anything online, build a business you love, and live the life of your dreams. At $9.99, the Kindle edition is a steal compared to the uh, $2,000 product launch formula course. So I'm going to link that up in the show notes for you at sidehustlenation.com slash Jacques. And if you prefer audio, you can get the audiobook edition for free uh, with your Audible trial at sidehustlenation.com slash Audible. All right, back to Jacques. But I also do the evergreen model of that as well, because I don't want to just make sales every few months. I want to yeah. make sales every day. Sorry. So what does that look like? I mean, in practice, I'm confused whether I can buy it today or I can't. Well, it depends on where you are in the funnel. <laughs> I learned this. I learned this from listening to 
an episode of Smart Passive Income, he had David Simon Garland on to talk about online courses. Uh-huh. And he was talking about one of his courses and he was talking specifically about doing evergreen launches. And so I basically listened to that podcast several times and tried to implement exactly what he was saying to do because he told you exactly what to do on that podcast. And so somebody enters the list. Everybody that enters the email list gets their own personal launch. Okay. So is like, is there a a landing page with like a countdown timer that says like, okay, for you, this offer ends in, you know, whatever, 12 hours. Yes, there is. And I use something called deadline funnel for that. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that deadline funnel. I have to check it out. What else is driving traffic these days? Well, you know, I mentioned that there there were three things that really moved the needle in my business over the life of my business. You know, I already talked about scarcity. I talked about the phone calls. That was the, that was the second big thing. The latest big thing that's just massive is Google AdWords. So a few months ago, I was at the point where, you know, everything was rolling along really well. All I needed was more traffic. And I have tried other sources of paid advertising in the past. I failed miserably with Facebook ads. And what I realized for online piano lessons, people are constantly searching for that. So let me tap into that instead of interrupting them on Facebook. Let me just tap into the people that are already searching for what I have to offer. So I am doing AdWords now. It's been incredibly successful. I am spending way more on ads per month than I ever thought was even possible. But the ROI is positive. So I'm going to keep spending more. Absolutely. That's a great machine to get spinning if you can put in a dollar and and get $2 out. Any pitfalls to avoid on the AdWords thing, you know, while you were starting or has it just been profitable from day one? No, AdWords. I also failed at AdWords in the past as well. The key is to learn about it. I thought it was just really simple. You put an ad, you put a search term and you just roll with it. But what I did was I took like a 20 hour course on Udemy on AdWords and it's just crazy how intricate it can be. And it wasn't until I took that course a few months ago that I was actually successful with it for the first time. And I'm, I'm targeting all kinds of different keywords. And, you know, it's been so successful that I actually now have outsourced my AdWords campaigns to the guys that put that course together on Udemy. So they handle it all for me now. Oh, wow. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, 
I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. ANDS.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. What was the, uh, do you remember who's instructing that course? We'll link that one up in the show notes. Sure. Yeah. It's, I think if you go on Udemy and search for AdWords, it's probably the top rated course. It's very good, very highly rated. The guy's name is Isaac. I don't remember his last name, but the company is Adventure PPC. And I know that because I use them now. Okay. Well, that was a good funnel for them as well. Okay. That's a great funnel. Yeah. So the AdWords, uh, so the campaigns lead people to download the free ebook. That's correct. Yes. That's kind of the landing page. That's the offer. My understanding with AdWords is like they kind of discourage these squeeze pages, essentially, where it's like, that's the sole call to action. Like, is that not the case anymore? Or, hey, you know, it's fine as long as you provide enough content on that page. I don't know much about that, to be honest with you. There was a a good long period where my website was simply a landing page where I was promoting the ebook. But now you probably notice I do have a a website that's got multiple pages on it. And so I do not direct my AdWords traffic directly to the ebook page. I kind of lead them through a sequence of two or three pages. And by the time they get to the page with the ebook, they're very educated about what I'm all about in terms of teaching piano, how they're going to learn. And that makes the conversion rate on the ebook page, you know, that much higher. And it's a better quality person that ends up on my email list. Right. Much more qualified lead. Yes. That makes sense. Ever played around with YouTube ads? Not really. I need to do that because video is very powerful in my business, but I'm really focusing on AdWords right now, working with this company to make that better and better. And once I tap out all the resources in AdWords, then I'm going to be looking to a different source. YouTube ads very well could be next. Yeah, it seems like it might make sense with 10,000 subscribers already over there, you know, kind of with the big YouTube presence that you have. I don't know, just just, just throw it out there. That was not any word of advice because I haven't tested it either, but just, you know, it seems like it might be a fit for this type of business. I'm curious. So you get somebody on the phone, they say, yeah, I want to buy. Do you take their credit card number over the phone or do you say like, okay, now go to this site and click the button. And then like what kind of payment processing, what kind of like tech are you using to protect the paid material? Well, I use ClickFunnels as my landing page software, as my membership site software, as well as my payment processor. It's very good for those three things. It also does email autoresponse, but it's terrible for that. <laughs> okay. I've, I've tried it. So I use, I use ClickFunnels for those three things. And then, like I said, ActiveCampaign is what I recommend for the email autoresponder. And then in terms of the phone call, I, I take their credit card information on the phone. And I really push for that. Because what I find is if they get off the phone and they haven't paid me, it's unlikely that they will. 
whether they say they're going to go to the website and buy it, or even if I send them the link while we're on the phone, by far the highest conversion is if I actually take their information over the phone. And they're happy to do it because I sign them up, I create their account, and once their account is created, then I allow them to log in on their side. While I'm still on the phone, I give them a tour of the membership area, allow them to ask more questions. So it's a whole process of continuing the personalized approach. Okay. Oh, that makes that makes sense. How much time are you spending on each call, do you estimate? On average, 10 to 15 minutes. I've, I've really got it down to a science. I've okay. probably done 500 of these phone calls. Wow. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's awesome. And that's, that's really not too much time in exchange for, hey, this asset that I've already created. And here we go. Jock, this is pretty fascinating stuff. I'm, I'm excited for this business, Piano and 21days.com. What's next for you? Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't work a crazy amount of hours. There's only so much for me to actually do because when you have a, an online course that's pre-recorded, you know, I just spend most of my day trying to market it and sell it. Yeah. <laughs> trying to find what's next. I've actually started to consult with people on making online courses and not just any online courses, but online courses for hobbies, ones that aren't going to make other people money. Yeah. So if, if you have just a hobby like I did with piano, you know, I've, I've taken my hobby of piano and turned it into my full time job where I'm living very comfortably. And I'm sure a lot of people out there want to do that. So I'm working with a couple of people right now to do that. And the website I'm using for that is theonlinecourseguy.com. Theonlinecourseguy.com. I like it. Very brandable. And see, side hustles turning into more side hustles. There we go. All right. So check Jock out at theonlinecourseguy.com. Also, pianoin21days.com if you want to learn how to play the piano quickly. And thank you for joining me. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Yeah. So my number one tip would be, you know, whatever your thing is, whatever your side hustle is, You want to have a compelling hook because the chances are somebody out there is probably already doing or selling whatever it is that that your thing is, but you want to make sure that you're, you're distinguishing how you're different. And in your marketing, you should always be thinking about the results of your client and what you're actually selling. So for example, I'm not selling piano lessons. It would be really silly for me to say that because everybody is selling piano lessons. I'm selling the ability for you to know how to play piano very quickly without all the BS that normally comes with piano lessons, like theory, drills, practice. And so I'm selling results, not just a thing. It makes perfect sense. But I think, I mean, I'm guilty of getting caught up in the weeds on on that as well. So I'm not selling piano lessons coming from the piano lesson guy. That's um that's pretty deep. I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. <laughs> Jock, thank you so much for joining me and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Nick. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Trying to grow your side hustle into a full-time gig? Awesome. The trick is to make sure your pile of paperwork isn't growing as well. This is where our friends at FreshBooks come in. They've created cloud accounting software for side hustlers, freelancers, and entrepreneurs like us who need to keep admin and paperwork in check, but don't have a lot of time to do it. Like so many other things in life, timing is everything, and right now happens to be the perfect time to give FreshBooks a try. Now, why is that? Well, it's tax season for one, but more importantly, FreshBooks has just been redesigned from the ground up to make it even easier to use. That means sending invoices, tracking your time, and managing your projects is now faster and more intuitive than ever. FreshBooks also understands that side hustlers don't sit still. That's why their mobile app works wherever you do, and you can even snap pictures of receipts on your phone to make claiming your expenses a million times easier. See, tax season, right? See how the all-new FreshBooks can save you time dealing with your paperwork so you can spend more time making your hustle happen. 
Visit freshbooks.com slash side hustle to start your 30-day free trial today. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle to enter bookkeeping bliss. All right, my top takeaways from this call with Jacques. Number one, sell the result. I'm not selling piano lessons. I love that little soundbite at the end because it's perfect, a uh, perfect reminder for us to, to sell the deeper why behind our products and services. Like, remember, I'm not buying a drill. I'm buying a hole. And I'm not really buying a hole either. I'm buying a way uh, perhaps to hang a, a picture on the wall to make a house a home. And you can go down that trail for just about every product on the planet. I'm not selling piano lessons. Loved it. Takeaway number two, uh, don't be afraid to get on the phone. The level of hustle involved really impressed me here. He said he doubled his conversion rate by setting up phone calls instead of sending people to uh, an automated landing page. Now, if this business is feeding your family, is it worth it? You bet it is. So uh, sure, it makes it a little bit uh, less passive, but I really like that surprising strategy as well, the phone calls. Uh, Takeaway number three is uh, one video can change everything. Uh, but you never know until you put yourself out there. So I can tell you, Jacques was definitely not the first person to put a piano tutorial up on YouTube, but he did it anyways. It got traction and it's turned into a huge traffic generator for him. Be sure to head over to sidehustlenation.com slash Jacques again, J-A-C-Q-U-E-S to grab the free PDF highlight reel with all of Jacques' top tips from this call. And if you like what you hear on the Side Hustle Show, if this is helpful information, be sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player app. That way you'll never miss an episode and it's an easy way to help other people find the show in iTunes and other directories. That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen and I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show where you'll meet an author making five grand a month from his self-published books all while traveling the world. And even though he writes fiction, an angle we haven't covered in much depth before, he's been very intentional and businesslike in how he's approached this side hustle. I think you'll like it. I'll see you then. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.